It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Forgive me for again repeating the following quote that haunts my thoughts many times each day from a true visionary, Henry David Thoreau, who so many years ago said this, Thank God men cannot fly, lest they would lay waste to the sky as they have done to the earth. What do we now all too often see above us, around us, and on any international news broadcast that shows background filming? Dingy, white, featureless, filthy skies, often checkerboarded skies. Welcome to climate-engineered earth, and that's just the beginning. Consider this statement from David Rockefeller. We are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right major crisis. And this quote from the notorious Henry Kissinger. Today, America would be outraged if UN troops entered Los Angeles to restore order. Tomorrow, they will be grateful. This is especially true if they were told that there were an outside threat from beyond, whether real or promulgated, that threatened our very existence. It is then that all peoples of the world will plead to deliver them from this evil. The one thing every man fears is the unknown. When presented with this scenario, Kissinger states, individual rights will be willingly relinquished for the guarantee of their well-being granted to them by the world order. So, should we assume, with this type of quote from the global elite, these example quotes, that the converging cataclysms that appear to be closing in on us all aren't real? Such an assumption would be a grave mistake. The global controllers continue to push the false narrative that we can adapt to what's coming. They know this is a lie. To believe it would be comparable to believing you could stop a tidal wave with a paper cup. We collectively face extremely near-term existential threats from many directions, and most especially from above. Climate engineering is wreaking havoc on the planet. It is weather warfare, nothing less. And about the global superpowers that are all rattling their sabers toward each other while manufacturing ever more weapons of mass destruction, remember and consider that behind the curtain, they are all colluding and cooperating on core issues that concern global populations. Climate engineering is a cornerstone example. The other cornerstone examples aren't hard to decipher. Here's a headline to ponder from last week from multiple sources. Climate change threatens food supply chains with impacts on diet and income. Reports says modeling shows climate change and extreme weather events will impact food supply chains with adverse effects on income, food, and nutrient availability. The report continues, rural communities will be most severely impacted, while more affluent communities would be better positioned to buttress against supply shocks. The money might protect them for a short time, but not long. The headline I just covered and the one I'm about to cover are devoid of the truth because they omit the climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare factor in this equation. Next headline from UK Guardian. Global heating has caused, quote, shocking changes in forests across the Americas. Studies find it's across the world, northern and southern hemisphere. Ecosystems are imploding and again omitted the climate intervention elephant in the equation, the single most destructive human activity 
ever deployed by our species, single greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear cataclysm, and it's even tied to that. Climate engineering is making us much more susceptible to nuclear cataclysm by destroying the protective layers of the atmosphere, which in turn, as I've stated so many times, would make us very vulnerable to a CME, a coronal mass ejection, a solar flare, anything the size of the Carrington event that occurred in the 1800s, which shut down grid power around the globe, nuclear facilities wouldn't be able to cool themselves, meltdowns begin to occur everywhere, as many as 440 of them, game over. But back to what's happening in the forest, it's being acknowledged in this case by the UK Guardian, many areas of forest, they say, are now becoming more susceptible to ferocious wildfires, causing the release of further greenhouse gases from the vast carbon stores that heat the planet even more. They say it's like the humans have lit a match and we are now seeing the result of that about the forest fires. Again, please visit the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent and top stories sections and examine the document we have found and posted, U.S. military document about 140 pages long, titled Wildfires as a Military Weapon, U.S. Military Exposed. The entire document is there for you to read and digest for yourself that not only lays out how the military working with the U.S. Forest Service can prepare forests to burn with such ferocity as described in this article that I just covered, but also they survey target areas, potential target areas in the U.S. and U.S. allies. Some of those countries are burning now. Connect the dots. And about the metaphorical match, the symbol of industrialized, militarized societies laying waste to the planet, here's another example. For the forests that have not already gone up in flames. Forests are being cut down and incinerated for energy production. That's so-called civilization. That's now the proverbial snake eating its own tail. Easter Island on a planetary scale. Soylent Green is coming next. I'll continue with the latest breaking reports on biosphere collapse in a moment, but first this update on the COVID-19 debacle. The global controller's warp speed response to unfolding biosphere collapse. Are they thinning the herd while trying to cover it up to the last possible moment? You decide. Here's some puzzle pieces from thefirstlightreport.com. Military doctor testifies under oath that she was ordered to cover up vaccine injuries through Biden administration directive. From that report, Dr. Teresa Long, medical officer with the United States military, has testified in court that she was ordered by a superior to suppress COVID-19 vaccine injuries following the Biden regime's mandate. Dr. Long also testified that the data shows deaths of military members from the vaccines exceeds deaths from COVID-19 itself. The Department of Defense downplayed Dr. Long's conclusions, saying that the increase in vaccine injuries was caused by, quote, a glitch in the database. Question, do you think the military damage control crew is telling the truth? Do they ever in any situation like this? That question's not even worth answering. Again, Dr. Teresa Long, a flight surgeon who holds a master's degree in public health and is specially trained in the DMED, that's Defense Medical Epidemiology Database, gave this emotional testimony. Consider it. Moving on, new from MSNBC. This quote from Dr. Fauci, if you want to put a dead stop to polio in the U.S., he states, just get everybody vaccinated, end quote. Really, Dr. Fauci, injecting everyone would put an end to polio, just like it worked out so well with COVID-19. 
Question, how many have actually taken the time to do honest investigation of the whole polio scenario and the part that the chemical DDT played in the drama? How about what polio vaccine inventor Jonas Salk said on the record some 30 years after? That it was in fact the vaccine itself that caused the majority of the actual cases. I'm not asking for anyone to believe anything stated in this broadcast. What I'm asking for is for any who care about the truth to actually investigate. Let's go back further. The so-called 1918 Spanish flu that wasn't from Spain and wasn't the flu. Investigate this incident that is credited for killing 50 million human beings. Start at Fort Riley, Kansas and follow the path of the Rockefeller vaccine that was administered there. And you won't like what you find. You won't like where this trail leads. You can believe me on that. And a warning. Don't expect to find many of the puzzle pieces on a Google search. They have long since done their best to mop up the trail of breadcrumbs. Look through other search engines and be diligent. Next, from NBC News, Fauci urges black Americans to get COVID booster shots in preparation of false surge. They just can't give enough, can they? In an interview with the Grio, the president's chief medical advisor said black Americans have been disproportionately affected by COVID because, he says, COVID keeps producing new variants and can't be eradicated or eliminated. At the beginning of the entire COVID-19 scenario, the very start, geoengineeringwatch.org stated on the record that ever more virulent versions would continue to be released. This would never end until we hit the wall. You decide if that's a path we're on. Let's consider that the black community was also disproportionately affected by the notorious Tuskegee experiment, weren't they? I wonder why. And Fauci always knows, doesn't he? I wonder how. How many have taken the time to ponder exactly how Fauci knew that the pandemic was coming three years in advance? Not my opinion. A matter of on film and on the record fact. Fauci stood on a podium in early 2017 and stated, quote, there will be a surprise pandemic during this presidency, end quote. Not could be, not maybe, not might be. No, he said there will be. And then there's this puzzle piece that should make this mystery very easy to solve for any that are not completely asleep at the wheel. The 2015 peer-reviewed science study in Journal Nature that reported and confirmed on the record that scientists in Wuhan and North Carolina engineered the gain-of-function characteristic that allowed COVID to jump to humans from bats. The funding for this research came from none other than Dr. Anthony Fauci's NIAID. That's the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and the NIH, the National Institute of Health. Imagine that. Will the biowarfare continue? What do you think? Consider this. From CNN. New Langya virus found in China could be, quote, the tip of the iceberg for undiscovered pathogens, researchers say. The report then states, quote, the virus dubbed the Langya Hennepa virus affected nearly three dozen farmers and other residents, according to a team of scientists who believe that it may have spread directly or indirectly to people from shrews, they say now. They then say we are hugely underestimating the number of these zoonotic cases in the world. And this virus is just the tip of the iceberg. Yes, the pathogens will continue to be released, nature will continue to be blamed, and the experimental medical concoctions will keep coming. Those with the courage to face the ever-worsening results will examine the statistics on the VAERS, that's a Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System, and the Endura Vigilance Vaccine Injury Records. These statistics are far beyond shocking, well into the seven figures on both data sets, and getting worse by the day. 
accelerating at blinding speed. Here's a message to the unvaccinated, author unknown. Quote, even if I were fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I have ever seen, even from partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and doctors. People who are capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability are undoubtedly the best of humanity. They are everywhere, in all ages, levels of education, social status, race, creed, and color. They are a special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in its ranks. They are the parents that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are there next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others couldn't. They were the tree that withstood the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it in spite of the fact that they thought they were alone and believed they were the only ones. Banned from their families' tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, let their careers sink, had no money, but they persevered. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humility, but they kept their course. Never before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now we know who are the best on planet Earth. Women, men, old, young, rich, poor, again, all races, religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist when everything collapsed. If this is you, you passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, commandos, Green Berets, astronauts, geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived, those heroes born among ordinary men. End quote. Yes, the light is beginning to shine, and many won't like what it reveals. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the Global Alert News Hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial free, non political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigginton, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel, posts of this report, and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications for our new videos, likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming. Available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice and in doing so to help us more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. Moving on from CNN. American farmers are killing their own crops and selling cows because of extreme drought. The same in Europe, the same in South America, the same in Africa. What's not being droughted out is being drowned and deluged. Food production of every kind is being crushed. Just a sequence of unprecedented coincidences or covert weather warfare. You decide. Next headline, experts say the term, quote, drought is insufficient to capture what's happening in the U.S. West. As geoengineeringwatch.org has tried to warn about for a decade and a half, climate engineering operations are cutting off precipitation from the U.S. West 
We can see it on satellite imagery. We're not guessing. How much worse will it get? There's some twists coming. Stay tuned. Next headline from last week. This one from Politico.com. All bad options as Biden administration faces Western water crisis. From that report, entrenched drought and chronic overuse have driven water levels in the Colorado River so low that the Biden administration may be forced to impose massive cuts to water deliveries in seven Western states. A politically perilous move certain to inflame tensions with farmers, tribes, and cities and could affect elections, couldn't it? Keeping that in mind, let's go through the next headlines. Here's the first. Water wars are coming fast for the Western U.S., And by the way, not just the U.S., but Mexico. Monterey, Mexico, third largest city in Mexico, industrial city, is rapidly running out of water. Industries are getting water. Residents aren't. And there's this. Mexico City is sinking at an alarming and largely unstoppable rate new data finds. Why? Because they have pumped out all the groundwater. Time to pay the bill. Mexico City and its suburbs are the most populated in North America, well over 20 million. It's sinking at 15 inches a year. Infrastructure is doomed. The city is doomed and drying out by the day. And this is just the beginning. Now listen very closely to this next headline from last week from many sources, many mainstream sources. After we've been warned about the Western mega drought continuing for the coming decades, which is the schedule, by the way, it's not a prediction, That's the schedule. Consider this out of the blue headline, again, from all major sources last week. Quote, a disastrous mega flood is coming to California. Yes, they say mega flood. Experts say, and it could be the most expensive natural disaster in history. Stay tuned for more on that. The weather makers control the spigot. Never forget that. Apocalyptic drought. Biblical scale deluge, record wildfires, imploding ecosystems all over the world, mass animal and insect die off, a disintegrating ozone layer that's allowing lethal UV radiation to bombard the planet and the plankton, which are collapsing in oceans around the world. No plankton, no people. Thousands of thermal nuclear warheads and 440 nuclear power plants all waiting to go kaboom. Welcome to the party, and it's just getting started. Forgive me, I need to rant for just a moment. I still see and hear far too many radically optimistic estimates of how much time we have left before impact. Here's reality. The grand finale is already beginning to unfold. And above it all, the toxic spraying and microwaving of our skies continues and remains unnoticed by the majority, no matter how shockingly visible it is. Denial that has been so effectively trained and taught to the masses from birth that it's now just a natural knee-jerk response. And no, the unfolding earth changes are not just, quote, nature's cycles. I'm always perplexed by this conclusion being presented as having any basis in reality. It doesn't. It's as unreasonable as this example, which I've cited many times. If you found a body that had been beaten, shot, stabbed, blown up, run over, burned, etc., etc., and then you claimed the poor soul died of natural causes, would such a claim hold water? Obviously not. We have laid waste to our formerly thriving planet in the geologic blink of an eye. The damage did not come from nature. It came from the human race. Single most destructive human activity of all at the top of that list. Single greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm continues to be climate engineering. A message to survivalists and preppers. Keep this in mind. As an example, no ozone layer, no point 
game over. Climate engineering is the core cause of ozone layer damage. This factor in and of itself is an extremely near-term existential threat, and there are so many other converging parts of the puzzle. So many ask, if this is so, what's the point of trying at all? This is why. Because if we can alter the current course, we will change the point of impact. We can possibly delay it or even alter the composition of it. If you're in a car going 100 miles an hour straight toward a concrete wall and you keep going on the same course at the same speed or perhaps even faster, you can say with absolute certainty that you're going to hit with catastrophic force, the proverbial end of the road. If by our collective efforts we are able to even slightly turn the wheel of the proverbial car that's currently carrying the whole of the human race or slow the velocity of the car, the impact outcome is altered, perhaps dramatically. Can we completely avoid the coming collapse? No. It's already a given, a mathematical and statistical certainty short of divine intervention or some other unknown benevolent ally of unimaginable power. The human race has sown to the wind, and now comes the whirlwind, as the proverb goes. And no, it's not just the fault of the power brokers. They could not do what they have done without the active or passive support of the majority population. Please never forget that. Yet still, the epidemic of societal denial continues. Let's ponder this over 2,000-year-old quote on the insanity of humanity. Strange times are these in which we live when old and young are taught falsehoods in schools and everyone who dares to tell the truth is called at once a lunatic and a fool. That came from Plato well over 2,000 years ago. At the current crossroad of the human race, the term is conspiracy theorists. Nothing has changed, only the terminology. And any who question the official propaganda is instantly marginalized by the fully programmed portion of the population that have completely committed themselves to the matrix on which they believe their life of endless bread and circus depends. Fluoridated water, aluminum skies, chemical-laden GMO frankenfoods, and endless internet surfing all have contributed to the very dark corner that we now find ourselves in. Then there's this to consider from Albert Einstein. He said, Only two things are infinite. The universe and human stupidity, and I'm not sure about the universe. More specific details on the insanity of humanity shortly. Stay tuned. The human race is circling the proverbial drain. The clock has almost run out. In how many arenas are how many so-called experts continuing their unwillingness to even look at the truth, let alone acknowledge it, in spite of the fact that the consequences of their professional denial are manifesting by the day? The extremely near-term fate of our species is now in the balance. Indeed, the entire web of life. Consider that the whole of the so-called climate science community continues to tell us that we need to engineer the climate by using jet aircraft to spray particles into the sky, which they say will make it hazy, with dirty white skies as the jet spraying blots out the atmosphere above us. And if you were to point at the sky, where everything they just described is already occurring, in shockingly visible form, the so-called scientists will, without a second of consideration, say, quote, oh, that's not what that is. But, they say, that's exactly what it would look like if it were happening. And then there's the fact that all the toxic climate engineering elements are in every drop of rain that falls all over the world, proven by peer-reviewed science study released about 
two weeks ago. Covered that on last week's broadcast. The whole of academia and all official sources maintain their ludicrous denial, and the majority of the population is so far all too willing to go along. It would seem until the moment of impact, which now draws very near. I hear this from people about environmental disintegration. They say, I just don't know who to believe. Here's my response. Don't believe anyone. Use your God-given sense of reason. You have it for a reason. Exercise it. We're not allowed to put it on a shelf and do nothing with it. The biblical parable of the talents makes that conclusion clear in no uncertain terms. Ask yourself what you want to be found doing when your maker comes for you, waiting for someone to tell you what the truth is and what it isn't? Or is there, in fact, infinitely more solace and confidence in knowing you are fully engaged in an objective search for the truth without preconception, programming, and bias? End of rant. Please forgive me for the outburst. Moving on from the LA Times. U.S. imposes new emergency water cuts after Colorado River Basin states failed to meet a deadline for emergency drought reductions. The U.S. Bureau of Reclamation announced new emergency water cuts for Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico as the nation's two largest reservoirs declined to perilously low levels. Let's continue on this theme. State of emergency at Lake Powell. Fears of hydroelectric and water shutoffs mount. Lake Powell is getting an emergency release of water from upstream reservoirs. Water levels have approached a critical level. Powell is down to about a quarter of its capacity. You can only rob Peter to pay Paul for so long, as the proverb goes. Next headline, adding to the equation, flex alert issued for Los Angeles County amid soaring temperatures Wednesday of last week. Residents are urged to start preparing with measures that can be taken in the morning in order to prepare for the afternoon electricity cutbacks. More headlines, as mentioned at the start of this broadcast, American farmers are killing their own crops and selling cows because of extreme drought. From that report, farmers in the Lone Star State reported the largest reduction in herd sizes down 50%, followed by New Mexico and Oregon at 43% and 41% respectively. In California, a state with high fruit and nut tree crops, 50% of farmers in the state said they had to remove trees and multi-year crops due to drought. California grows about 80% of the world's supply of almonds, limiting other places U.S. consumers can buy the popular nut, and shifting where almonds can grow is not easy, as the crop needs a specific climate and soil. The outlook for the 2022 crop volume is more pessimistic than a month ago, and much more than two months ago. Continues to be worse. In regard to the almond crops, they're not only drying up, they're burning up because of the incredibly intense UV radiation. I've seen this firsthand toward a number of the almond crops in the Sacramento Valley, the trees around the perimeter are sprayed with a chemical UV protectant to try to keep them from burning up. It's unimaginably intense here and getting worse by the day. We're getting UVC on the surface, killing insects, causing the leaves on even very hardy black oaks in the forest to curl up and drop from the trees right now. It's happening right now. It's warming waters at an incredible pace, causing algae blooms, killing fish, no ozone layer, no functional ozone layer, we're done. Simple. It's happening by the day. Climate engineering is the core causal factor, and the so-called climate science community is doing their best to cover it all up. Next, as mentioned at the start of this broadcast, 
from CNN. What twists of fate do the weathermakers have in store for us now? Here's the headline from last week. A disastrous mega flood is coming to California, experts say. And then they say this. It could be the most expensive natural disaster in history. Where did this come from? A mega flood similar to the 1,000-year flash flood events seen this summer in the St. Louis and Kentucky regions, but across a much wider area, they say, such as the entire state of California. The study said that atmospheric rivers could become consecutive for weeks on end. The area with the most destruction would be the Central Valley of California, including Sacramento, i.e. the food crops. Let's take a moment to widen our view of the wider horizon, starting with this, about our dying seas. From the San Francisco Chronicle, California's vital ocean current will soon see major disruption. Here's what is at stake, they say. Enormous disruption is predicted for the California current marine ecosystem, which runs the length of the West Coast and is considered one of the most rich and abundant ocean regions in the world. They say with human-caused climate change, some of the most important species that live in that zone will experience major changes, listen to this, by the end of the century in some cases facing a 25% lower chance of survival, a new study found. What total disinformation all of this is. Is it going to be that bad? No, it's far worse today, right now. First, climate engineering disrupting upper-level wind currents, which in turn is disrupting ocean currents, not just here. It's currents pushing warm water into the Arctic. It's thawing methane there. It's killing ecosystems here. The giant eastern Pacific hot zone called the blob, a direct result of ionosphere heater, high pressure zone being parked over that region, blocking all the rain from the U.S. West, heating that area of ocean. All of this combines into this massive domino effect. So how bad is it right now? And I know this. I have dove off the U.S. West Coast since 1974. And I have seen this die off firsthand. I've logged hundreds and hundreds of hours diving Channel Islands along the coast of Southern California. It is catastrophic today. Kelp, kelp die off about 95% today. And this report says, gee, we could, may, might lose 25% by the end of the century. We won't be here. End of century, mid-century, or even by the end of this decade, if we remain on the current course. And that's a mathematical, statistical fact. When they say we could lose 25% of the survival rate on some of these species, we've lost 70% of our wildlife populations in the last 40 years alone at the current rate of acceleration. We face zero hour for no functional wildlife left, and that includes marine mammals. By 2026, fisheries are crashing across the globe. The fisheries have long since been shut down for forager fish along the U.S. West Coast. And they're claiming that, gee, something bad could, may, might happen in 75 years. The climate science community is totally dishonest and dysfunctional from bottom to top. No courage. And I hope they find it soon and stand up together before there's nothing left to salvage. Because right now they are nothing more than a tool of deception for those in power. Before moving on from this article of total deception from the San Francisco Chronicle, there's this final excerpt to consider. They say it's not all bad news. For example, they say kelp forest, an important habitat to many types of marine animals, fish and shellfish, is expected to grow faster as the oceans absorb more carbon dioxide, though its growth, they say, is also cut short when the oceans warm. Oops, too late. Oceans have already superheated. 95% of the kelp is gone. All of it will be gone soon. 
And this statement doesn't mean anything. And the oceans are acidifying, so increasing the acidic oceans are not good either. But they always have to give some little caveat at the end to pacify populations so they go back to sleep and don't see the oncoming train that's about to run them over. And as if Earth's oceans weren't already dead enough, from Yahoo News this, quote, the mad plan to save Earth by flooding it with phytoplankton. You know that organism on which our lives depend that's already 90% gone, like the kelp? And now the so-called scientists think they're going to magically resurrect all the plankton by dumping toxic iron oxide into the world's oceans in the ill-fated attempt to force a plankton bloom with plankton that's already largely dead? We live in a planetary asylum. Next, here's another unfolding saga of total insanity from News TV. Japan government, TEPCO, say solution to pollution is dilution as plan to dump Fukushima wastewater to Pacific moves ahead. From that report, Japan's Nuclear Regulatory Authority has formally endorsed a controversial plan, gee, I wonder why, by TEPCO, Tokyo Electric Power Company, the operator of the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. The unprecedented disposal plan is expected to last for decades, with the wastewater to be pumped through a half-mile-long undersea tunnel. Oh, gee, that'll fix everything, won't it? The International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, signed off on the scheme last year. No surprise, they're all in bed together, declaring that ocean disposal would be both, quote, technologically feasible and in line with international practice. What is international practice? To use the oceans for a toxic waste dump. That's the official protocol. Fukushima, the gift that keeps on giving. No known technology to fix it, no end in sight, and the human race is slapping up 60 more nuclear power nightmares, which on top of the existing 440 facilities makes for a grand total of 500 ticking time bombs of nuclear annihilation, not counting the thousands of warheads, of course. Yes, we have most definitely crashed through the guardrail, but the so-called science community has figured out a way to fix up our already nearly dead seas. Here's a real jewel of idiocy from the so-called experts. Quote, can a future fleet of robotic fish clean up the ocean? Question mark. If you could see a video of their several inch long, totally dysfunctional robotic fish cleanup crew, you would know for certain that we are doomed. More blame it on nature's stupidity from the so-called science community with this headline from last week. Quote, sleeping giant could end deep ocean life. What are they talking about? Continental drift of tectonic plates. Really? Is that really a concern? A geologic possibility sometime in the next 500 million years when the human race has all but killed the oceans in the last 100 years and will be gone, likely in the next few years on the current course? And the experts have nothing to do but to warn us about a potential event that could possibly happen a half a billion years from now? Moving on, here's another new headline of total deception to consider from academia, from futurism.com. This horrific simulation, nuclear war would kill 5 billion people. That sounds bad, but that's not the truth. For the record, nuclear war would kill us all and the entire web of life, all of which is already on course for near-term extinction, even without the nuclear part. Climate intervention operations are already getting the job done for the controllers. If you think things are bad now, wait till next year if we make it that far, before hitting the wall at full velocity. Time to change our course or die. On that note of good cheer, 
You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast installment number 367, August 20th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations, including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Las Vegas, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, and... More to come if all goes as planned. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video or YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience and about reaching those that are still not looking up. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high quality printed materials and just added climate engineering conversation starters are new. Geoengineering Watch shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers. All effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as of yet uninformed to look up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught, again, is the great imperative. And if we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we're awakening our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. And this footnote, if you want to share a picture of yourself with a geoengineeringwatch.org t-shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, busy street, downtown, etc., please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation which is coming for our materials page where it will encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. The Geoengineering Watch walking billboard shirt front and back can fire up the conversation very quickly. Back to the official idiocracy. On this side note, I had to mention this from the National Weather Service, this headline, Roosting birds detected by National Weather Service Doppler radar. This report states, Curious expanding donut patterns are appearing just before sunrise on National Weather Service Ohio Doppler radar imagery. They say these features, known as, quote, roost rings, occur when the radar beam detects thousands of birds taking off from their roosting sites in unison. This is so ridiculous, I don't know where to start. And they show the animation of this occurring perfectly circular expanding rings perhaps a hundred miles wide total symmetry and we're to think this is massive clouds of birds all taking off at the exact same time these people must be laughing it up over drinks behind closed doors if the public buys this sort of unbelievable idiocy we were told in the past about the 2,000 square mile cloud of ladybugs that showed up on radar flying from Barstow California to Riverside no one ever saw them on the ground but that's what we're told it was and then we were told the same size cloud of dragonflies in the east coast 
this is transmissions of particle scattering frequencies that show up on radar because they're hitting electrically conductive particles and we're told they're giant thousands of square miles clouds of birds taking off or ladybugs or dragonflies. These people have to be, again, laughing it up behind closed doors. The microwave transmissions in question are yet another layer in the climate engineering onslaught of total insanity, which is no laughing matter, as the weather warfare continues unabated. On that note, from Yahoo News, northeastern farmers face new challenges with severe drought. The impacts of climate change, no mention of climate engineering, of course, have been felt throughout the northeastern Regions, fire departments are combating more brush fires and crops are growing poorly if they're growing at all. Again, many factors in that equation. Doesn't matter how much you water them, the water is toxic. Intense UV radiation is bombarding them. Incorrect atmospheric chemistry and atmospheric relative humidity causes organisms, crops, trees to shut their stomata, their respiratory ports. They stop breathing, they stop absorbing carbon, they stop feeding, they stop exhaling oxygen. Whole system shuts down. Not to mention the now disrupted photosynthesis from the light scattering particles in our sky. Let's blast through as many headlines as we can. Also from last week's CNN, all of Massachusetts now in drought amid alarming expansion of dry conditions in the Northeast. They say flash drought. Remember that term that we never saw beyond a decade ago or so? Now we have flash drought everywhere. Flash drought conditions expanded and intensified in New England over the past week, according to the latest report from the U.S. Drought Monitor. Extreme drought, level 3 and 4, now covers eastern Massachusetts, Connecticut, and the entire state of Rhode Island. More from NBC. The U.S. could see a new extreme heat belt by 2053. They say a new study by the nonprofit research group First Street Foundation found that within a column of America's heartland stretching from Texas In Louisiana, north of the Great Lakes, residents could experience heat index temperatures above 125 degrees Fahrenheit by 2053. That sounds hot, doesn't it? If we remain in the current course, that temperature will sound frigid compared to what's actually occurring and will be long gone. That's not an opinion. It's a mathematical and statistical trajectory. More headlines. This from many sources. Worst ever drought devastates Europe. Climate change driving unprecedented forest fire loss. From that report, forest fires supercharged by climate change are burning twice as much global tree cover as 20 years ago, according to data released last Wednesday. The equivalent of 16 football fields are now lost every single minute. Boreal forests that blanket much of Russia, Canada, and Alaska, which are among the largest stores of carbon on Earth, are all burning. As catastrophic as the wildfires are, deforestation and forest degradation are taking an even bigger toll on Earth's remaining forests. Not going to be trees left for much longer. And again, about the fires, geoengineering, largest single core causal factor. Please search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and learn what few want to know. Next headline, European drought dries up rivers, kills fish, shrivels crops. In that report, from dry and cracked reservoirs in Spain to falling water levels on major arteries like the Dunab, the Rhine, and the Po, an unprecedented drought is affecting nearly half of Europe. It is damaging farm economies, forcing water restrictions, causing wildfires, and threatening aquatic species. And Europe's dry period is expected to continue. That means it's scheduled to continue, by the way. And what experts say could be the worst drought in 500 years. Already past that point, this is exactly 
what geoengineeringwatch.org has been warning about for the last decade and a half. It's here. It's unfolding now. The report continues. Europe isn't alone in the crisis, with drought conditions also worsening in East Africa and the Western United States we know about, and Northern Mexico already talked about that. About the fish dying in European rivers, nuclear power plants are now dumping superheated reactor cooling water straight back into already too low and too hot rivers. Thus, the fish are being killed. In other rivers and water bodies, the incredibly intense UV and constant heat is enough to get the job done, and the rivers are simply drying up, and the UV crushing crops as well. More headlines, Europe's Rhine River dries up. And this, EU countries rush to help France tackle, quote, monstrous wildfires. Again, France, one of the countries named on the report, just put up at geoengineeringwatch.org from the U.S. military and the U.S. Forest Service, titled, Forest Fires as a Military Weapon. Yes, France on that list, burning now. From fizz.org, 2022 sets record fire activity in southwestern Europe. Scientists say heat waves such as the exceptional hot and dry spell over Western Europe are made significantly more likely to occur due to man-made climate change. Guess what makes them even more likely still to occur? Climate engineering and ionosphere heater facilities, which are the core driver of the now constant heat dome setting up everywhere. That's what these facilities do. If you think this is science fiction, you haven't done any investigation whatsoever, please start with this. Search the ionosphere heater term, and then take the time to view the Martin Sheen narrated documentary titled Holes in Heaven and continue your research from there. These facilities are real, they are weapons of mass destruction, and they are wreaking havoc around the globe. Let's continue on this same theme, on the ionosphere heaters and what they can do, because it's a very overlooked yet core aspect of the climate engineering insanity. Here's an article from last week. Important phenomenon, the blob would be back, and indeed it is. What's the blob? I'll get to that. Here's from this report. The development of this curious anomaly, which scientists call the blob, started again in May, but it intensified in July. A high-pressure area, again, that's what we're talking about, ionosphere heater-created high-pressure dome, has built up in the central North Pacific. That's what's blocking the rain from the western U.S., playing a key role in warming the waters. Again, for all the reasons I've already cited, went over that earlier in this broadcast, a key factor in this anticyclone, which means high pressure rotates clockwise in the northern hemisphere, called an anticyclone, which has imposed itself for many weeks in the sector. It's not imposing itself, it's being put there by weapons of mass destruction like HARP, which is probably behind this particular anomaly. This type of atmospheric context reduces the presence of winds, the anticyclone, at the origin of the blob can have an impact on the polar jet stream. That's the one that controls the trajectory of low-pressure systems and air masses and thus precipitation. That's what blocks the precipitation. And we have satellite images that clearly show the effect of this high-pressure dome termed the ridiculously resilient ridge by so-called meteorologists that are nothing more than script readers at this point passing on the scheduled weather from entities like Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, again, who do all the weather modeling for the nation's so-called weathermen, National Weather Service and NOAA. Why do they need geoengineering contractors to tell them what the weather is going to be? Because it's the scheduled weather again. Please, to learn about what they're doing to the U.S. West, which is a model for what's happening in other places around the globe, we have a series of articles on this subject. Here's one. Search geoengineeringwatch.org, frying the West, to cool the east and there are other titles in that category and they're also listed under the engineering drought sections 
and the engineering wildfire sections as well. But please look at these articles, look at the modeling on them and the information that's contained in them, and you will understand what's being done to the West and how that affects the eastern U.S., which the population is being kept much cooler and wetter. That's the majority of the population in the U.S. It keeps them oblivious to what's happening around the rest of the world, and that is part of the plan. Keep the population completely asleep at the wheel until we hit the wall at full velocity. Next headline, same theme. Engineered Western drought from the L.A. Times. Gavin Newsom makes a water plan for a future that's a lot hotter and a lot drier, and he knows that's what's coming, doesn't he? He's known since 2014 because I showed him data that he couldn't refute. Gavin, how much good will it do to increase, for example, the elevation of Shasta Dam that we can't fill already because climate engineering is cutting off the precipitation? This is the sort of idiocy that's passed down through so-called elected officials that, let's face it, they're nothing more than paid minions for those in power. Elections are a joke across the board. The system is completely rigged, it's broken, and it can't be fixed in any time frame that matters. And now what the Matrix is doing again is trying to pacify populations until the brutal bitter end. I'm almost out of time, and I want to cover some important details on programmed denial in the public. First, this, again, about the deception to pacify populations from innovative Origins.com. Researchers agree the world can reach 100% renewable energy systems on or before 2050. What a total fallacy all of this is. They say sustainability, a new energy system would be mainly based on solar and wind, both of which are being radically disrupted by climate intervention operations. Now, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? They say that as long as they make everything electric, we'll all live happily ever after. Total fallacy. They then say this, many young people are depressed because they feel climate change can't be stopped and we want to offer them hope. By what, lying to them? Is that going to help anything? We must face the truth. The hallmark of a healthy mind is an unyielding willingness to face the truth no matter how dire. Keep that in mind. And keep this in mind. Pacifying lies are not going to save us. How's that going so far, by the way? I spent much of my childhood in the then lush Colorado River Delta in Mexico. It was full of life, so many ducks and geese that their calls would echo for miles. There were more fish than you could catch and so many other forms of larger wildlife. Now all gone. The entire delta is dead. Time to contemplate collapse. It's already unfolding at blinding speed. The entire paradigm will soon be lost to the sands of time. Will anyone survive what's coming? We can't know. But this we can say with certainty that the teleprompter reading talking heads on mainstream media will never tell us the truth about anything that matters. From the time of our birth, the process of programming begins. It's the inevitable result of our immersion in specific cultural environments with specific views of the world, indeed specific interpretations of reality, what it is, what it isn't. But is there any assurance of accuracy in any cultural or traditional belief systems? Short answer, no. It is simply looking through a lens that has been colored by chosen beliefs, biases, social groups, and surroundings. When unpleasant and perhaps potentially dire facts are presented to someone, it can challenge their perception of the world to a point that feels threatening to their very identity, to who they feel they are, and what they believe the world to be, even if it isn't. The feeling of threat that the new and unwanted facts can trigger, can all too often, and does, 
cause many individuals to further solidify their already existing positions and perceptions, however factually ungrounded both may be. Cognitive psychology and neuroscience studies have proven that far too many people form opinions based on emotions like fear, contempt, and anger, rather than relying on facts. New facts all too often don't change people's minds. In a perfect world, rational people with rational minds who encounter new evidence that contradicts their existing beliefs would evaluate the facts and change their views accordingly. But that's generally not how things go in the real world. Cognitive bias is a major part of the problem that quickly rears its head when people encounter evidence that contradicts their existing beliefs. Instead of reevaluating what they've believed up to that point, many tend to completely reject the new, unpleasant, and thus unwanted evidence. The psychological term for this phenomenon is belief perseverance. This can happen to any of us. There is also the condition called confirmation bias, and this also must be considered. This malady compels many to seek out sources of information that confirm what they've already chosen to believe. It compels the same people to limit their social interaction to circles that have adopted the same beliefs or belief system. Objective investigation of foundational facts that don't support what they've already chosen to believe is generally not a part of their equation. Then there is Stockholm Syndrome to consider, a psychological response wherein a captive begins to identify closely with his or her captors, as well as their agendas and objectives. Where does this piece of the puzzle fit? You decide. Here's the bottom line. For far too many, facts don't matter, and they can't be forced. Even if the information is irrefutable, it will be denied and ignored if it's too threatening and thus not wanted. Plant seeds of awakening. The acorn will grow into an oak once the needed conditions unfold. A picture is worth a thousand words, as the proverb goes. Geoengineeringwatch.org will continue to do our best to provide the data and materials needed to help awaken populations to what's occurring in our skies and unfolding on the wider horizon. The sand in the hourglass is running down by the day. All are needed in this most critical battle to sound the alarm. Share credible data from a credible source. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Never give up. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.